Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. You and I left here at 6 in the morning today, yeah. and that is uh, after you had gotten up even earlier because you live out in uh, Westmoreland. Right. And uh, the re- re- reason we were up so early is we had to travel out to Brentwood, New Hampshire, which is over on the seacoast. Sounds like a like fancy place. It probably is. Is that I, where rich people live? It's got that sound to it. I, Brentwood? I don't know. I, I'll tell you this. The main road that you you drive down is mostly industrial, so it's hard to really get a feel for the kind of people that live there, but it definitely has that sound to it. It did have like that weird, uh, expensive art on the walls. Oh, my God. This art. I don't know if we've talked about this before. <laughs> Uh, so we went to this courthouse. It's Wait, a, you're talking about inside a courthouse? Yeah, There's courthouse <laughs> yeah. art. Courthouse art. Some of the creepiest stuff. This is even creepier than the Manchester courthouse art. So let me let me give you a summary here of some of the worst, just most bizarre, creepy stuff. In the Manchester Superior Court, for years, they have had this tornado art where the Bill of Rights is getting whipped around and, like, sheets of the Bill of Rights are being, like, torn apart by a tornado. What? Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. It's it's right there out for everybody to see. And it's been there for years in the Superior Court in Manchester. Skylar Bennett, he is a.k.a. Savage Truth 603. He was on trial for an event that happened a year and a half ago. Uh, at this point, it was the end of 2020, if I recall correctly, when one night there was going to be a, uh, a candlelight vigil was going to take place outside of the governor's house here in New Hampshire. This was part of a series of different protests that have been going on outside of the governor's house. So th- this had these have been happening for weeks. Every week, people were out there protesting on you know Saturday morning or whenever it was. And so this one was different because it was an evening protest, and they were going to do a candlelight vigil. And I wasn't able to make it because being in the evening, I'm on the air, so we were here doing the show. But Bill Domenico called in uh, while this was going down to announce what was happening. And what happened was they brought in close to maybe more than two dozen cops, including at least a dozen shock troops. So there were like your normal... Uh, outfitted with a hat and everything, brim, wide brim hat, kind of state troopers that were on scene, you know, six to eight cars of them, more than two per car or whatever. And then after the activists had arrived and been threatened by the state troopers that were already on the scene, plus they had some local cops as well. So they were going after Skyler, a.k.a. Savage Truth 603, with disorderly conduct, criminal trespass, and, of course, the so-called picketing ordinance violations. He was facing, I believe, two misdemeanor counts. I didn't find out if they were Class A or not, meaning that he could uh, face jail time for conviction on these. So I wasn't clear on that. I would think that it would have been uh, Class B just because they they would have taken a jury trial. Not always. In New Hampshire, you have the ability to do what they call a de novo trial, and that means in Latin, from the beginning – and that uh, allows you to get a second crack, basically, at a trial. So okay. if you're ever facing a misdemeanor Class A in New Hampshire, go ahead and take the bench trial. And then if you get convicted at bench trial, you can then appeal de mm-hmm. novo. Okay, okay. And then it starts all over 
the conviction is basically, I, I, won't, I don't know if you want to call it nullified, but it's essentially going to be replaced by whatever happens with, in front of the jury. Right. So they start the case all over. They have to call all their witnesses again, which you've already seen. Right, so you've already been through the trial. You already it gives know you what kind witnesses. of an advantage. Yeah, it gives you a little head start. It yeah. gives you kind of let you know, you know the what state strategy exactly. And then you just do it in front of a jury, and hopefully you'll have better results. Mm-hmm. And of course, in New Hampshire, it is legal to talk about jury nullification. How many protests happened at that place for Dozens. once? Probably constantly. Yeah. I wonder if it's just completely set up with her. Like, hey, Karen. <laughs> can yeah. you she's the next door neighbor to chris sununu she's, I mean, she's got to be other. like a part of the, the yeah. she's playing a role he he went over to her what happened was and this is total speculation but it makes complete sense right he went over to her and said hey look karen or whatever her name was it's something like that it's karen now. it's something like that uh forever hey, why don't you just call in the police whenever these guys show up mm-hmm and, uh, you know, I don't know what he's, you know, what favor he did for her. I don't know. Because the reason why is Chris Sununu doesn't want to be on the stand. Right. Can't let him. Yeah, right. And she could just be a kiss-ass Jenner and just do yeah. it because she ooh, likes him. You know, yeah. Or yeah. she gets to go swimming in his Googly pool in the yeah. summer. Maybe she's into him. Maybe <laughs> maybe they have a thing together. I yeah, maybe. Uh, he was at home working a lot. Yeah. And it's strange. Right. He sent his wife away at one point with the kids. Oh. They have a path between their homes that they sure. can walk to and from between each other. So uh, that she was the one who was complaining, but she couldn't, as uh, Dan Hines, the attorney, the defense attorney, pointed out, she was not able to identify who was making the noise. She admitted that she just heard some noise. So she didn't know that it was Skyler, specifically, who was the one that was being noisy. And Hines claims that in order for the state to get a conviction on, I believe it was the disorderly, that they have to have someone who's not a cop identify the person mm-hmm. who's the problem. He was out there bright and early, ready, you know, 8 8 a.m. start time for his trial, supposedly. And then he wasn't on the docket. And he's got the official notice from the court in his hand saying he's got trial today at 8 a.m. And so, of course, he goes up to the clerk's window and says, you know, what's going on here? I'm here for trial. You know, took my day off or whatever. Why? Why am I not going on trial? And I thought I thought maybe they silently dropped the ticket because it was. Uh, you know, one of these picketing tickets. So he was the last guy to go for just just a picketing ticket. He actually wasn't in the nine people that was arrested. He was arrested on a later date for so-called picketing. So he was a later arrest of uh, a picketing in front of the governor's house. And no, they hadn't dropped it. What happened was the prosecutor had filed a motion to continue, and they had sent it to an old address of his. So he had no idea, did not receive notice of this, even though he had updated the court with his new address. So the court clerk had his address. So he's, he asked him, how is it that this went to my old address when I updated the address? Well, I know how that is. They did it to me, too. I, when I got arrested on my birthday, I did have a change of address at the clerk's window. Mm-hmm. Nothing was coming in the mail. And I'm like, what is going on here? One of the officers pointed out during her testimony that the, I believe it was the arresting officer, refused to identify himself. Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's a policy violation. And that's what I was saying. I, I titled my video, uh, Cop Throws uh, Cop Rats on uh, Another Cop. And that's exactly what she did. She threw another cop under the bus. He failed to identify it. She just admitted that he right. uh, he broke policy course, and can no be punishment. reprimanded for it. No, that's there, it. It's only yeah, a reprimand. It's a re- yeah, oh, and shame, it, shame. Well, it puts a file on their record and it builds up if they keep does doing it. Does it, though? It does, yeah. But does it actually have any effect? Not really. Maybe. I, I mean, don't know. These cops have to rape somebody to get taken off the force. No, I, I don't think that's always not. true. 
<laughs> yeah, they, they get away with rape. They rape lots of it. people and don't get knocked off the force. Uh, yeah, but usually if they get fired from their job, it's almost always some sort of sexual thing. True. Like they, but then they just get end up the the smoke clears. And then they get rehired off, somewhere. And they else. get rehired somewhere yeah. else. That just usually on the road. that usually sounds like a political angle. While like the the sexual stuff is the reason why they get kicked off. It's political yes. angles. Uh, yeah. So that was the, that was the situation today. Uh, otherwise, I. We'll find out. I asked Skyler to reach out to me when the the order comes down from the judge as far as what the verdict is. So we'll definitely give you know keep you updated on that. Uh, Joe, you've already posted your video. This was uh, you couldn't live stream because the internet was crappy in the yeah. courthouse, but you did record video. There was a leaked draft memo or a draft uh, a draft version of what is going to be a majority opinion. So that suggests that the Supreme Court has already voted. On this question of overturning Roe mm. versus Wade, and then the majority of the Supreme Court agreed Roe versus Wade should be overturned. As usual, what happens is there's a majority opinion, a minority opinion, written by one of the, the so-called justices. And so this was the majority opinion written by whichever one it was, Alito or something like that. And that's what came out. It's over 90 pages in length. So you know, wow. I don't know how much it's going to change between now and when it actually is officially released. But this was a leak. It came out earlier this week, and people have been freaking out. Losing it. Ever since. It's just a clump of words. (laughs) (laughs) So. (laughs) You got it. I caught up. I caught up. Uh, So that happened, and instantly, instantly, protesters were in the streets, both sides. Uh, People on the side of abortion or the right to choose were out in front of the Supreme Court. And people against the right to to choose, against abortion, were out in front of the Supreme Court. The protesters went out to state capitals. They went out right here in Keene, apparently. Aria came to uh, the show last night. She was driving in. She saw what she estimated was 40 people. I don't know if people realize that sometimes when abortions are performed, a birth is given and the thing is alive. It's no longer a clump of cells. It's a living person at this point. So at what point is it murder? Is endangering a living thing to the point if it is you know causing something to become alive by retrieving it from its safe haven mm-hmm. and then dumping it thereby but, killing it without reaching into the realm of murder i think it's still unethical that you've taken a responsibility into your life and you shouldn't just be you know resolving this with some little surgery no you you uh, performed an act that caused you to get pregnant. You're carrying, uh, you know, I think it's a child. Maybe other people don't, but like y- you still have a birth, like this, you know, I want to say burden. That's a horrible way to say it. You have this, you know, this situation where you got to take care of something. If it's living or not, if you want it or not, like it is there and it, it has a heartbeat. It can breathe when they abort it. Mm-hmm. And you, you really should take responsibility. Yeah. And I think it's just. To walk away from a helpless thing that's dying is barbarism of the highest caliber. Yeah, but how are these elites going to get their adrenochrome? I don't think they're getting it. For, they have to take, don't they have to get adrenochrome from a living person? That's probably why they're trying to make uh, fourth-term abortions legal. Uh, according to uh, the free, freethoughtproject.com, uh, and I already said the title, Algorithms Being Used to Determine If the State Should Take Kids from Their Parents. Um And they give their own opinion. You can imagine what that's like. But I'll read the uh, AP report. So from Los Angeles to Colorado and throughout Oregon, 
uh, a child welfare agent uh, as child welfare agencies use or consider tools similar to the one in uh, Allegheny County, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. An Associated Press review has identified a number of concerns about the technology, including questions about its reliability and its potential to harden racial disparity in the child welfare system. Related issues have already torpedoed some jurisdiction, jurisdictions plans to use predictive models such as the tool notably dropped by the state of Illinois. According to the new research from a Carnegie... Notably dropped, meaning that there was some controversy, I presume, in Illinois stopped using this? I, I guess so here. Mm, uh, okay. And uh, according to the new research from a Carnegie uh, Mellon, Mellon uh, University team attained exclusively by AP... Uh, Allegheny's algorithm in its first years of operation showed a pattern of flagging a disappropriate, disproportionate, I can't say the word. Disproportionate. Dis, yeah, disproportionate uh, number of uh, black children for mandatory neglect investigation. They'll use the excuse like, uh, oh, we got robot cops now. We don't have to ever worry about cops ever getting killed on duty. So there's going to sure. be robot cops everywhere. That's, they're working on it. Yeah, they've already got the dogs. they got the robot dogs. That's right. Yeah. They're freakish. They use them in Hawaii. There's a lot of people saying, oh, China, robot dogs, China. It already happened in Hawaii like a year or two ago. Uh, what they did they do using, in Hawaii? They were using them for the exact same purpose, which was to use them for COVID-19 enforcement. They had this dog going around and the claim was, oh, we can't send our officers out there. It's too dangerous. So we just had this dog with a loudspeaker on it and then an operator behind the scenes, you know, barking orders at people to go inside. You can't be out right now. Exact same thing they're using them for in China, in Shanghai today. Someone uh, should hack them so that these robot dogs attack their owners. That'd be awesome. (laughs) I mean, it is a wireless signal that's going to them. How hard could it be? So, yeah, it's probably easier than you think. Uh, Even better, could they be hacked and used as Bitcoin miners? (laughs) Oh, I like this idea. (laughs) (laughs) Mobile Bitcoin. And instead of going around barking orders at people, they go around promoting cryptocurrency. Turns out Pfizer is saying, right in their own paperwork, we don't recommend you use the mRNA vaccine while you're pregnant or while you're breastfeeding. But how many thousands of Americans, tens of thousands of uh, pregnant women and breastfeeding women did just that? Because and not the doctor that it, told them to. Not that it matters because they made themselves uh, free from prosecution on this anyway, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All vaccine manufacturers are completely mm-hmm. immune from any kind of lawsuits. So, yeah. How that didn't, when that news came out, that should have thrown all kinds of red flags for anybody who would go ahead and get that DNA. That that uh, they're just that, they were that scared, Matt. They were so afraid they would do anything anyone told them to do. Well, hey, the number one product, uh, number one selling product of all time, was the shot, was the vaccine. Really? Where did you get that um, from? I don't. I just know uh, hmm. Moderna. I've, I've heard it several times, but Moderna. Uh, I mean, most people didn't even pay for it, here? right? It was just the government. The government that paid for it. Well, that, still makes, that still makes well, it best-selling. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, they made $22 billion last year or something wow. like that. Moderna. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were going to share a little bit more information, Joe, yeah. I think, from this Pfizer So, yeah, the, the Child's Health def- uh, Defense was calling it a bombshell. And uh, they continue to say, uh, or the general counsel, Mary Holland, says, at least now we know why the FDA and Pfizer wanted to keep this data under wraps for 75 years. I wanted to bring up that 
the last time we had the red light cameras here, half the people here, um, they just tore up the ticket and just ignored it. And uh, they just told, I know, but I mean, where else in this whole world, I mean, that you just tear up a city citation and think, put in the garbage and just think that it doesn't exist. And um, so I'm, I'm just curious uh, what, is going to what's going to be the consequences to enforce these camera tickets that's what i'm wondering well the reason why you know, you're wondering that is because you want people to pay consequences you said good earlier in response to what joe has said uh or you you acknowledged it in a positive way but i don't think you really understood what he was saying it, joey you were saying it was a good thing that people tore these tickets up. yeah let me let me just break down a, like a moral uh thing to you do you think it's okay that your neighbor watches every moment of your life when you leave and come to your house and maybe you just you know you stepped in the road just too long and now they call the authorities to get you a ticket and now you're gonna get a jaywalking charge you think that's okay you get a jaywalking charge every other day when you leave your house well, let me about the, the the difference between like a pedestrian making a mistake. If they get hit by a car, they they're the one that get killed. You guys were talking about the child snatching with the government and whatnot. Yeah, I got a couple of tales about that. Almost thirty years ago, my wife, I we just gotten divorced, and uh, she absconded with the children and went down to Fairview, living in a trailer with some scumbags. Anyway, you know, the kids only had, like, one pair of socks. My boy had to wash the socks out every night for my little girl. But uh, the social workers got called on them. Turns out that this broad that they called had had her children taken away from her. And she's making calls on everybody else. What? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, no BS. This is 30 years ago. Oh, well, 25 maybe. But, uh. So she was snitching on other parents? Well, I don't know who snitched on who or how they came down, but, yeah, the, the woman that was in charge of taking away people's children had mm -hmm. had her own children I see. Oh, I see. Okay, and uh, now the next generation, my daughter, she took her kid in for uh, the youngest one, little Rosie. She took her into the hospital for some damn thing, and... Uh, I guess they gave her a blood test and they found THC in her system. I don't know if it was mm. second oak or, or what, but uh, she ended up having to leave the state and abscond to Arizona because the, wow. the Department of Social Services was going to snatch all of her kids. Earlier today, apparently, one of the state representatives here in New Hampshire, Susan DeLemus, a name that if you've listened to the show in the last several months, you've heard before. Uh, on Free Talk Live, and that's because her name came up during the independence events that happened here when New Hampshire was looking at a uh, passing, the state house was looking at uh, the question of whether they should pass a ballot measure that would allow the people to vote Absolutely. on New Hampshire declaring peaceful independence from the United States. This woman was on the committee that heard that thing. Now, we were there. Joe, were you you were there for that, I right? was there, yeah. Yeah, so all three of us, we were there that, that night. Uh, and if you stayed till the very end, this woman gave a speech at the very end and she stood up and she said, oh, I love the free state. I'm paraphrasing, right? She said, oh, I think free staters are great and I'm with you. I just want you to know that I'm with you. And she had made a promise to Alu Axelman from the Foundation for New Hampshire Independence that she was going to vote for this bill. And then she didn't. 
In fact, it got 21 to 0 or something. It was to completely shut out by the committee. So she did not vote for the We bill. remember this. We the will committee. remember her yeah. for this. If you get black market abortions, they're going to be as dangerous as black market drugs and mm-hmm. black market other things that, you know, prostitution or whatever, where you're going to get a, a disease or, you know, the, bringing the black market into any product or service inevitably makes it a high risk activity just because you're dealing with criminals mm-hmm. in order to be able to get it. So I always like to ask the people that want to prohibit these things, what do you want to see happen to these folks? Do you want to do you want to put these women in jail? You just called them a murderer. Right. Like murderers generally go to prison. And then usually when you ask them that question, they'll back down and they'll say, oh, no, 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 no. Well, 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 we should punish the doctors. The doctors should go to jail or have their licenses revoked or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And now they're talking about, uh, you know, the the one meme I found funny in this whole thing is the uh, the leftists are coming out promoting horse horse pills, horse pills as as a, a, you know, a, 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 a. you know, a makeshift abortion aid. Oh, yeah. Oh, the hypocrisy God. on both sides is just Incredible. so clear for Huge. those of us who are outside of this whole conflict to look at. Of course, they don't see it, right? You got the leftists, as you're saying, embracing horse medicine now after criticizing people on the right for doing the same thing during COVID. You've got the leftists who are saying they're back to saying my body, my choice, which they'd abandoned completely during COVID yep. because they were then, you know, wanting to force vaccines on people. I think that there is an actual pretty simple solution to the unwanted pregnancy arrangement. I think that the what they call the morning after pill, I think it's uh, codenamed uh, RU486 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and what that does to the uh the pregnancy is it blocks the uterus from accepting uh the egg so okay. uh, which which is kind of a normal thing to occur on on a pretty high percentage basis you're saying the fertilized you know, where, egg never makes it into the uh, the uterus it never implants okay for, for what i know is it's uh and, this and, pill is high potassium it gets flushed out with the next, uh, you know, uh, uh, cycle. and It forces uh, a cycle is what it does. I'm sure there are conservatives out there that consider that to be murder, too. Yeah, but it, but it's, you know, the fact is, is that the, you know, the body and uh, the, the egg itself, you know, end up choosing that result. The real good thing out of this uh, is that it's going to hopefully divide people in the United States even further. And hopefully it will result in more people migrating physically to be in places where they fit better. Mm, like, that's you know, a good, good point. Yeah. If you, if you like the idea of abortion and you're living in Texas, you might want to start to plan to leave. Because according to the story here at TheAtlantic.com that was published uh, recently about this, they say that... Uh, according to this story here, they they think the divide between red and blue states on abortion rights will become starker if the Supreme Court follows through on overturning Roe. Nearly half the states already have laws in place that would restrict or ban abortion once that happens. So those laws, you know, they're there. Many of them are there since prior to Roe versus Wade. They've never been taken off the books. And so once Roe versus Wade gets overturned, then the states are in charge again. And so therefore those laws are uh, in effect. It says here many Americans... 
know that Texas's ban on abortion after about six weeks gestation, but last year the state legislature passed and Governor Greg Abbott signed a bill that would ban all abortions in the state 30 days after the Supreme Court overturns Roe, with no exceptions for rape, incest, or all but the most severe health complications. That means abortion could be prohibited in the nation's second largest state sometime this summer. Maybe what they're trying to do is secretly get rid of the Californians that have been migrating to Texas. <laughs> could could very well be. You think it's wrong for taxpayers to fund other people having babies? Because I agree with I you. I do. I agree with you. I don't and think you tax- should support abortion. Right, because... And if- I, that's just it. I don't agree that we should support abortion, and um, I think we're going to... Well, I, hold on. Gonna- I want to clarify something. I don't think you should be forced to pay for people having babies, and I don't think you should be forced to pay for abortion either. I don't think anyone should be forced to pay for the medical choices and consequences that befall other individuals. Yeah, I'd like to make a point on this, is that you should be encouraging the left to support abortion because they'll just depopulate themselves and we won't have to worry about the left anymore. Well, but the problem is the divorce rate in the church, we have we've warped to the world. I, I'm saying a true believer is going to have a distinction in their mind between murder and not murder. I mean, to me, it's just, I don't even, I don't even understand the, the, that concept. You know, but I'm 53. I'm not a teenager. The the concept of abortion, the concept of um, okay. there's a you, lot of things. You didn't I don't address understand. what Joe said. I don't know. Maybe you didn't understand his his question. I think the point he was making was that if abortion is legal and relatively easy to access, then you will likely have your political opponents using it more often than your friends. And then right? they'll cease but, to exist eventually. I, it's not to me. Abortion is not a political weapon. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.